up next on Walking by Faith. We need to acknowledge every good thing that's in us, in Christ Jesus. Acknowledge that every promise that's in that book, if you're in Him, the answer for you is yes and amen. We need to lay hold of them. Welcome you to Walking by Faith, and thank you for being with us today. We're talking about who you are in Christ. Now, it is in Philemon, verse 6, that the Bible says that the communication of your faith may become effectual, that your faith can produce results, that it will become powerful. You know, many people look at their Christian life and they go, wow, is it making any difference at all? I'm going to heaven, but it doesn't seem to be making any difference. The Bible here is telling us how your faith can produce results, how it can become powerful and affect your life. How by the acknowledging of every good thing that's in you in Christ. Think about that. The Bible says every good thing that's in you in Christ. You need to acknowledge it. You see, there's no ignorant faith. You can't believe God for things that you don't know exist. That's why we need to understand who we are in Christ and recognize all the good things. Notice that the Bible talks not about one good thing. It tells us that there's a multitude. In fact, it tells us in Christ, it's mentioned over 130 times in the New Testament, things that are different in your life that belong to you and because you're a believer, because you're in Christ. And when we don't know them, they don't produce in our life. So this message today is going to be a blessing. Please open your heart and get ready for faith to come. We're going to jump over to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. And I want to spend about 15 minutes on this verse, and then we'll uh, look at another verse about who you are in Christ. For all the promises of God... In him, who is in who? In him, in Christ. If you're in Christ, all the promises of God are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So all the promises of God, if you're in him, in Christ, if you're a believer and you're in Christ, then all of the promises of God for you are yes. And amen. It's kind of like you look at it and you say yes, and God says amen, so be it. Right? Now, that may not sound like good news to you, but let me just tell you something. Now, I haven't counted them, but I have heard this for, for literally over 40 years. There are over 3,000 promises in the Bible. Think about that. Over 3,000. And if you're in him, they belong to you. The answer for you is Yes. And amen. Now, let me tell you something. You read that promise, the devil will tell you that it passed away. It was for the Jews. It was for other people. It's for smart people. It's for people in Africa. It's for people in Russia. It's for, you know, he will, he will tell you why you do not qualify. But the Bible says that if you're in him, all of the promises of God are yes and amen. I love what Joshua said. When he was talking to the Israelites, he says, and you know, in 
you, excuse me, and you know in all your hearts that in all your soul that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord spoke concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Now he said, of all the promises God made, he said, you know in your heart every single one of them has come to pass. Now I think that this really shows us not just God's faithfulness to keep his promises, but it shows us that they don't always come to pass in a week or in a month or in a year. It took quite a while for all of those promises to come to pass. They could not just sit down and be passive, which is what a lot of us want to do. We want to say, well, if God wants to bless me, he knows where I live. You know, kind of like we're just going to sit here and hopefully they fall from heaven like ripe cherries off a tree. Just fall and hit me. God knows where I live if he wants to bless me. But they were not passive. They believed. They fought. They advanced. They, they kept on persevering. They were tenacious. So uh, I wrote down a few things that I want to mention about what the children of Israel did so that they received all of the promises, right? Because again, they did not passively sit by. God made the promise. I'm giving you the promised land, but how many know they had to fight a few battles, stand before a few giants, right? Walk around a few cities. All right, so here we go. Number one, they believed that the promises were true. They believed the promises were true. You know, it says in Psalms 138 and verse 2, that you have magnified your word above all of your name. You have magnified your word above all your name. Literally, what this is saying is if that God doesn't keep his word, he's not God anymore. He's magnified his word above his name. Uh, uh, I love what it says in Numbers 23 about God. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he not spoken it? Will he not make it good? If God promised it, then you can believe it, right? And again, we have to believe it because all of these things come into our life when we acknowledge the good things that we have in Christ, right? Again, we can't sit passively by. Secondly, they fought the good fight. And of course, the Bible tells us to fight the good fight of faith. And for you and I, listen, the battle is not with the Hittites, the Canaanites, the Jebusites, and the Pepsi-lites or the Gigabytes, right? For us, listen, the battle is in your mind. That's where the battle is. The battlefield is in your mind because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It's in your mind. And the devil will constantly tell you, you know, it's not for you. It passed away. It was for the Israelites. It was for the Jews. It was for the first century church. But you can't have it. No, it's not for you. Jesus said this, Mark 4, verse 24. Be careful what you're hearing. For the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. Jesus is telling us that when we hear the truth of the word of God, we need to spend time thinking, studying, or as it says in other places, meditating on that truth. 
Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein. And then you'll make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Now, when we talk about meditating, you know, for the last probably 50 years, there has been such an influx of, of Eastern thought and Eastern meditation that I just want to, to say that Bible meditation is the exact opposite of Eastern meditation. Right? In Eastern meditation, you empty yourself. You get rid of all your thoughts, all your desires. But in Bible meditation, you fill yourself. You fill yourself with God's word. The, the third thing that they, the Israelites did, again, they were not passive, but they resisted. They resisted the enemy. And of course, the Bible tells you and I, 1 Peter 5, verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Your adversary, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, resist him, steadfast, in the faith. Right? Again, so many Christians live as if the devil did not exist. And when that happens, he will eat your lunch every single time. Right? He will come after you, and you'll just figure it's life. It's just problems, just stuff that happens. Right? Jesus said it like this way, the thief doesn't come except to steal, kill, and destroy, which is a great picture of what Satan does. And, of course, James tells us, it says, don't be deceived, my beloved brethren. And wherever the Bible tells us not to be deceived, most of us are. So listen, careful. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes down from the Father of light with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God never brings the evil. It's the devil who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention that the children of Israel did is they were persistent. They held on. They were tenacious. It didn't happen in a day, but it took 30 plus years to take possession of the promised land. They breached the walls of 115 different cities. They took possession. It didn't happen in a day, but they just kept on, kept on, kept on, kept on. As it says in Hebrews 4 and 14, let us hold fast to our confession. Let us hold fast to our confession. If we don't see it immediately, we don't give up. We keep on holding on. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So don't give up. Keep on believing. Keep on acknowledging. Keep on, as it says here, confessing. Right? Hold on to your confession. Keep on acknowledging who you are in Christ. Right? So I wrote down just a few of the promises, to, and, and I hope this will help you grab hold of what this is saying to us in 2 Corinthians 1.20, that all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen, that every promise belongs to you. And how do you apply that to your life? Well, if you feel forsaken, Hebrews 13 has a promise for you. He himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. 
So the next verse says, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? See, we acknowledge the truth that he said he will never leave us or never forsake us. And by the way, when it says leave, it's talking about physical leaving. God says, I will never physically leave you. But he says also, I will never forsake you. And to me, this is even more powerful. It literally means I will never turn my heart away from you. Think about that. God says, I will never turn my heart away from you. How often hasn't the devil told you, you know, God's mad at you. God's upset. God's not going to listen to you. God's not going to bless you. God's not going to use you. God's not going to save your marriage. God's not going to do anything for you because God's mad at you. But the Bible says he will never leave you physically and he will never forsake you or turn his heart away from you. You know, when you acknowledge that in Christ, you know what comes? Faith comes. Confidence comes. Peace comes. When we acknowledge every good thing that we have in Christ Jesus. When you're tempted and you feel overwhelmed, you feel, uh, you, you know, the devil's lie is, well, you thought it, you may as well do it. How many ever heard that lie? You know, you thought it, you may as well do it. You just feel so overpowered. But the Bible says this, 1 Corinthians 10, that no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. You know, the devil's lie always is what you feel Nobody else has ever felt. Nobody has had the temptation that you've had. Nobody's been under the pressure that you're under. But every temptation you ever face, it's common. All right? Within five miles of right here, there's 10,000 people that have thought everything you've ever thought and felt everything you've ever felt. No temptation has ever overtaken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. The fact that temptation is there is proof that God has seen you and seen the temptation and knows that you are able to overcome. 2 Peter 2.9, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. We need to acknowledge that he's with us, that he will never allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able, but that there is always a way of escape. You know, so often people come and just say, I just don't know. I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Should I do this? Should I do that? You know, should I sell my business? Should I take this job? Should I go to this school? Should I date this person? Should I ask this person to marry me? You know, how many of you have ever wondered, what should I do? What should I do? Psalms 32, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, and I will guide you with my eye. Psalm 73, you will guide me with your counsel. Afterwards, receive me to glory. Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Every promise for you, if you're a believer, it is yes and amen. You can claim that God is going to lead you. He's going to guide you. And uh, sometime soon I hope to do a series on, on how to know the will of God, how to be led by the Spirit. You know, when you feel guilty, what do you do? Well, if you're a believer, if you're in Him, God says, Isaiah 43, I, even I, am He who blots out your transgression for my own sake. And I will remember your sins 
no more. Every promise to you as a believer, it's yes and it's amen. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. We need to acknowledge that. When you acknowledge it, the guilt, the condemnation, it's gone. It's gone. When you worry, what do you need to do? Well, again, you go to the word because all the promises are yes and amen. It says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Isaiah 26, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. You know, when we take our cares and we give those cares to the Lord, he says he's going to take care of us. He's going to watch out. He's going to move in our behalf. And of course, he understands the situation better than we do. He sees the problems that we don't even see coming around the corner. You know, when you suffer, what do you do? Well, if you're in him, all the promises are yes and amen. It says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand will save me. Your right hand will save me. When you're a believer, every promise is yes and amen. But we need to acknowledge it. You can't believe God. Look, without faith, it's impossible to please God, to receive from God. The promise is there, but you've got to believe it. You've got to activate your faith. How do you do it? By the acknowledging of every good thing that's in you in Christ Jesus. And one of the things that's in you is that every promise is yes and amen. When you're discouraged, what do you do? Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So often we think, I'm not going to make it. I've had people pray, come, come and say, please pray for me that I just make it to the end. No, no you need to acknowledge that this promise belongs to you. That he who began the good work in you, he's going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10, 35. Therefore, don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. That after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Again, acknowledge every good thing that's in you, in Christ Jesus. You know, when you're doubting the word, you're doubting God's love. You know, so many people say, I just don't know if God loves me. I know God loves other people. I don't know if the Lord loves me. For God so loved the, the world, the world. But Romans 8 says it this way. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. For when we were yet sinners, Romans 5, with, when we were yet away from God, right? Christ died for the ungodly, right? But God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You need mercy? Psalms 145, verse 9. The Lord is good to all. His tender mercies are over all of his works. Ephesians 2, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he has loved us. 
every, God has mercy for you. He has strength for you. He has deliverance for you. But what we need to do is we need to find the promise. I love what Jesus did when Jesus went to his hometown of Nazareth. It says in Luke chapter 4 that he went to the synagogue and he stood up to read. And they gave him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened the book and he found the place where it is written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he began to quote and he said today. This scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He said, this scripture is talking about me. This scripture is talking about me. He opened a book and he found the place. He found the place. Do you realize you need to open your Bible and you need to find the place where the promise is that covers your need, that covers your situation. And just like Jesus said, that verse right there, it today, it's true. And it's true about me in your midst today. You and I need to do the same thing. We need to acknowledge every good thing that's in us, in Christ Jesus. Acknowledge that every promise that's in that book, if you're in him, the answer for you is yes and amen. We need to lay hold of them, all right, and not give up. Again, if you're wondering, does God keep his word? He's magnified his word above all of his name. And you need, you need to overcome something that's in your life. Psalms 34, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears. He delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as are a contrite spirit. You know, you may feel overcome, but there is a promise for you. And it is yes and amen that he will deliver you out of all of your troubles. Psalms 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and their, your staff, they comfort me. You understand that these aren't just things we're supposed to read. These are promises to you and to me. And every one of them, because you are in Christ, it is yes and it is amen. Yeah, when you're in financial trouble, what do you do? You go and you find the promises. Psalms 34, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalms 37, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I haven't seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. Psalms 34, the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Want New Testament? John 15. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You ask what you desire, it shall be done for you. We need to acknowledge every good thing, every promise. You know, it's when you acknowledge it, you meditate on that thing. You put yourself in that situation. You see how it applies to your life. Faith is going to come. Virtue, Jesus said, is going to come. You know, you feel like you've been deserted by the people that you love. What do you do? Psalms 27. When my father and mother forsook me, the Lord took care of me. When your father and mother forsake you, the Lord will take care of me. 
And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. The Lord will not cast off his inheritance, nor he will, nor his people, nor will he forsake his inheritance. You need physical healing. He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if he's, for, if he's committed any sins, they will be forgiven. Again, Jesus went. They gave him the book. He opened it up and he found the place. And he read and he said, this scripture is fulfilled today. This scripture is true for me today. And you and I, we do the same. We open it up. We find the place where it's written because every promise, if you're a believer, it's yes and it's amen. You know, you've been watching as we've been talking about who you are in Christ. Now, today, if you're watching and you're away from God or you don't know where you stand with God, you're not in Christ and you want to be, I want you to just bow your head right where you are, please, and just pray this prayer from your heart to say, oh God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins, and I believe that he rose again. And I receive him today as my Savior and Lord. I believe his blood and his blood alone blotted out all my sins. And I thank you for hearing my prayer. I thank you for blood washing me from my sin, making me a part of your kingdom on my way to heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if you prayed that from your heart, God heard that prayer and you're right with God. Now, I wrote a book that I want to send you free of charge. It's going to help you keep growing spiritually. All that you need to do is contact us. All the information is right there on your screen. The book is called Your New Life. And this is going to help you keep growing in that new life that you have in God. If this program is blessing you, please become a partner with us. Please send a financial gift today to help us as we're taking the gospel all through Asia, Africa, the 1040 window. Please partner with us. Help us. We love you and God bless you. In Matthew 18, 19, Jesus said, If any two of you agree concerning a matter on earth, it shall be done for you. We believe that God acts powerfully when we come to him in prayer. Please call now to let us know of your prayer requests so we can begin praying for you. Thank you for joining us for today's message. We are always so encouraged to know that God is using this ministry to touch lives across the world. We would love to hear from you. If you have a story about how God has used these broadcasts to touch your life, please email us at yourstory@walkingbyfaith.tv. Thank you for watching Walking by Faith. Walking by Faith is made possible in part by the generous gifts of our viewers. 
If you would like to contribute to reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ through this program, please contact us at Walking by Faith, 5120 Ivan Rest Avenue Southwest, Granville, Michigan, 49418.